Welcome to Grow Up, insights on how businesses can use technology to grow better. Please welcome your hosts, Jason Parkinson and Mark Hammer. Welcome to the Grow Up Podcast. My name is Jason Parkinson. And I'm Mark Hammer. And we are from a little company called One Fire and love sharing information about marketing and helping your business grow better. It's the entire point of this podcast. We do. We're here to help. And uh, we really think that it's time for businesses to start pivoting their marketing strategies towards Generation Z. And we're going to talk about that coming up in just a few minutes. But first, Christy is in. She's going to be talking a little bit about another piece of technology that has disrupted an industry. Christy? Thanks, Jason. Let's take a minute to talk about home smoke detectors. The National Fire Protection Administration reports that the risk of dying in a home fire is cut in half when homes have working smoke alarms. Amazingly, before 1969, most homes didn't even have them. While we talk a lot about technology that disrupts business, some tech innovations end up disrupting everyday society itself. Today, it is inconceivable not to have a smoke alarm inside your home. But it wasn't until technology was developed that lives were saved and an entire new industry of home safety products was born. Pardon the disruption. It's so funny to think about smoke detectors being something that is a piece of technology, but it's so true. I know. Yeah. And a lot of disruptions we talk about have to do uh, primarily with like one technology coming along, disrupting a business or some other product. This, you know, kind of disrupted the idea that people are dying of fires in their homes. (laughs) So this is this is extremely important. I know. And on top of that, if you look at the disruptor in this space, now you've got companies like Nest that are making, you know, uh, smoke detectors that are smart, that talk to each other, that communicate to my phone. What I love about my Nest thermostat, and sometimes when I'm cooking, it's a necessity that this feature (laughs) exists. But before it just alarms, a nice, pleasant woman comes on and says, you know, heads up, there's smoke in the kitchen. An alarm will sound. It is loud. Like it tells me the alarm's getting ready to sound. It lets me take action before it goes off. Yeah, that's really nice because all of our smoke alarms just chirp at me seemingly on purpose in the middle of the night. So, (laughs) yeah, I know. That's awesome. Let's talk a little bit about Gen Z as we uh, queued up beforehand. So, you know, in the past several years, there's been a ton of talk around millennials. How do we market to millennials? And I know a lot of businesses aren't going to want to hear this, but, uh, you know, it's time for that conversation to shift again. Yeah. Millennials are old news. (laughs) It's time to talk about Gen Z, believe it or not. Yeah. And, And so, you know, as... I'm sure at least a handful of listeners are going, oh, no, yeah. Gen Z. Yeah. Why, what, what do I have to know now? Why, why Gen Z? Yeah. Gen Z has a lot of opportunities for your business, and they are the next big cohort that's coming after millennials. Right. You hear these these big, um, you know, big names, baby boomers and, you know, Gen Gen, uh, Gen X Gen X was huge. And then you've got millennials. And now now you got to start thinking about Gen Z. And the reason why, if you look statistically, they've got about forty four billion dollars in spending power wow. as a group. And the reason is they are so big. Sixty five million, um, you know, Know, people make up this this Gen Z audience yeah. in the United States alone. That's unbelievable. So by 2020, 40 percent of all U.S. consumers are going to be in this Gen Z um, you know, audience, 40 percent. So think about it in terms of your business. Forty percent of your customers potentially in just two years time are going to be made up of this generation. And you have to start thinking about how do I reach them? And right. I think a lot of people just assume, OK, they're just like millennials, right? Like. Yeah, 
I know how to reach a millennial. We've been talking about millennials for a long time. Millennials are entitled brats, and they <laughs> like their you know, avocado toast. They like their avocado toast Big and their fancy coffees, and and they're they're always staring at their cell phones. And and what's interesting is that Gen Z has some of the same traits as millennials, but they also have a lot of a lot of differences too. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And you know, I think with millennials and Gen Z, a lot of times they end up just lumped into young people. Yeah, those young oh, the, the youths. Like, what do we? do about the youths yeah and you know it's time to dig a little deeper and figure out like uh, you know tactically how do we reach how do we reach these groups yeah and so one thing that i find really interesting is that gen z is going to be you know comprised almost entirely of digital natives so these are people always had digital right from the moment they came out of the womb Exactly. I'm a millennial and I remember our first gateway computer. It came out of a box. It was enormous. It sat like a giant boulder on top of an old wooden desk. And we were allowed computer time only if nobody else was using the phone because it would interrupt our internet. And this idea of, I think for millennials too, this idea of, of getting online or, you know, being like, I'm going to the act of searching the internet or being on the internet. Gen Z is, there is, it's all broadband. I've always had instantly fast, crazy internet access at my fingertips. There is no getting online. There's no No. difference between the world that we're in physically and the world that we're in digitally. It is all one. Today, the internet is ubiquitous. For this age group, it is everywhere. And so what does that mean for your business? How do you approach someone who has only known life on the internet? And, And one thing that you need to take into account is that they expect a low or no friction experience. Yeah. That's a great that's a great point. Like if there's any friction in the buying process or in the information gathering, they move on. Yeah, they even, won't they won't tolerate it. Even the speed of your website loading, right? Like you Absolutely. you hit a website, if we're now just 3 or 4 seconds in before it starts displaying something, no patience, right? No, they're moving on. Forget it. I mean, they're used they have companies like uh, like a Dollar Shave Club that have kind yeah. of uh, you know, risen up because they make it so easy. They make it cheap. They make it simple. And you can see, I mean, there, there's almost anything now that you can curate and have shipped to you from the internet. And that expectation is just there. Like, Oh, your company doesn't offer that. Yeah. Well then like, what's wrong with you? Even if you, even if you look it's funny, I met with, um, with my banker today and it's so rare that I meet face to face with my banker because it's all done online. It's just, it's just taken care of. And that's the expectation that, you know, Gen Z has is that it's just going to be a, a seamless, frictionless experience. Right. So now is the time to, you know, pretend that you're your buyer and go go online, try to purchase a product, try to find product information, try to understand your service pricing. And if it's opaque, if they're not going to be able to get it, if there's any kind of hold up, if, you know, you get to the checkout page and you can't find what button you need to press or it, it's it's going to lead to a bunch of people landing on that page and walking out the door. So you need to make it easy. It has to be like it has to be, as you as you mentioned, seamless. Yeah. What I think is interesting is if you start looking at the statistics and there's been a lot of surveys that have been done on Gen Z now, and we actually have a few of them, a few of those that information available on our website that you can actually access yeah, it at onefire.com. But one of the things that I thought was interesting, 55 percent of Gen Zers would rather buy clothes online. Yeah. And you think about I think a lot of retail places have this belief that people want to come in and touch the clothing and they want to feel it and see how it fits on their body. Um, um, I've got news for you. I'm not a Gen Zer, and this sweater that I'm buying right here, I bought from Nordstrom's website. 
Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't fit when it comes, I just slap the label back on the box and send it back. Free shipping both ways. There is no friction in that process. There right. is friction in getting in my car, going out in the snow, driving to a place, trying on the clothing, you know, that whole process, waiting in line. Yeah. And, and worse than that, finding your size. Yes. Like find, sitting yes. there shuffling through the rack and then midway as you're shuffling and trying to find whatever size you need. Hey, someone's coming out from behind you and going, hi, uh, can I help you find anything? <laughs> and then, you know, you're being yeah. you're being propositioned with, oh, you can really like, I need to sell you this tie or you what you really need. Is and this the music, over here. the music in the store. Turn oh, it off. <laughs> people, people do not like that. And, it, and it's evident. In the numbers, yeah, the numbers say I would do anything to avoid being hassled during my buying process. Just send me the size and color that I want. If it doesn't work, I'll send it back. And you even have there's the ability to curate boxes of clothes. Oh yeah, trunk uh, club and yeah, trunk stitch club, fix stitch and all fix. of those. Yeah, you know what's interesting too, and I say this not because I want you to shut down your brick and mortar store and go only online. But I say this because (laughs) you have to start adapting to the audience that will be buying your products and services. If 60% of your, of your ideal buyers or potential buyers, the pool 60% still want to come into your brick and mortar store, you better have that experience for them. But if 40% by 2020 are going to be a Gen Z audience, um, you better have that online experience for them polished and ready to go in the next couple of years. There has to be an alternative. And it's also just instructed to think about your in-store experience through that lens. What are we doing that's creating friction for somebody that's coming in to buy? Yeah. Can we make this easier somehow? Right. And if the answer is yes, I would take action and, and do that because those, you know, the younger generation, they, they don't want they don't want to be hassled. They don't want an experience that's complicated. They just want the product or service quickly, conveniently, and they they expect it to be that way. Right. And I think re- reaching Gen Zers in terms of how you get your marketing message to them or how you get them to even know that your business exists now is a, is a completely different process, too. Right. They've got all these different channels that are available for them to start getting information in. Oh, yeah. And so Gen Z adopts you know new channels very quickly. So whereas Facebook is is often thought of as a, you know, youthful flight of fancy, Facebook <laughs> Not statistically anymore. is out. Yeah. There are Gen Zers flocking away from Facebook yeah. and they're choosing, you know, Instagram and Snapchat and mobile video. And so what that tells you too is it's a very like visual generation. Those are all picture and video based platforms. And so it would really help to look into a video now, look into, you know, you know, look into those channels, make sure that your business is is at the table there. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned Facebook. I mean, I can remember my first interaction with Facebook was when I was in college. And so, I mean, Facebook is is, you know, almost 15 years old, you know, now in terms of like more mass adoption. And uh, that's that's old. It is. You know, there's still a large percentage of the population that's on Facebook for sure. Oh, yeah. We're we're not advocating abandoned Facebook by any stretch of the imagination. But we are just advocating the idea that because Gen Z is going to be willing to adopt these new platforms, your business should be just as open. Yeah. You want to make sure that you are wherever your customers are. Gen Z, another statistic that's pretty telling, watches twice as much mobile videos any other age group. So that's nuts. Yeah, it is. And it and it clearly shows, you know, it's time to like video is not a luxury anymore. Video is kind of a must. Yeah. You have to have video that's on mobile. It has to work across platforms. And that's, again, something that your business may not be ready for that, but it has to get ready because your your customers, the customers of tomorrow and tomorrow is 
pretty much now, they expect that to be there. Right. And I'm not advocating at all for you to, you know, necessarily need to start mobile video tomorrow if you have no plan in place right now. But what you need to do is throughout 2019, for sure, if you don't have a plan to start reaching this younger audience, you need to start putting the building blocks in place to get you there so that when they are making up 40 percent of all U.S. consumers in 2020, you've at least got an opportunity to score a piece of that a piece of that pie. Yeah, absolutely. None of these things are easy to do. And they take a lot of it or they take a lot of foresight. They take a lot of planning. They take a lot of strategy. And so you're right. 2019 is the year to get your ducks in a row so you can execute that new marketing strategy moving forward. One of the things, too, I think that could help you with that is look around your organization today and identify individuals within your company that maybe fall into that Gen Z audience or a a really uh, younger millennial and task them, you know, create some type of an internal committee or task force to really start looking at this for your organization. I'll be the first to admit at, you know, the age of 35, I am not um, a Gen Zer. In fact, I am an older millennial. And when I look at this and I say, okay, you know, what do we need to be doing as a company to attract these young people? Well, I would much rather look at my younger, um, you know, demographic within my own company and task them with helping me make those decisions instead of, you know, relying on me to try and to know everything. Yeah, that's a great resource and that that's good that's a good approach making sure that you've exhausted you know internally all of the people that may have something valuable to contribute and if you look around and you decide that you know maybe you don't have um those internal resources or they don't have the bandwidth to be able to do that you know what's great about us at one fire is we do have those internal resources we do and we do have a wide range of of ages and we do have a pretty good grasp on what it takes to reach that that gen z audience through everything from digital advertising and websites to mobile games and virtual reality and all those other um you know kind of fancier things that that they're drawn towards and the best news is that we genuinely like talking about this stuff so if you want to bend our ear about it we're we're not gonna you know we're not gonna fight you we'll actually we'll sit down we'll have this discussion we we're just as excited about coming up with ideas as you are oh yeah absolutely so mark what's the 10 second takeaway the 10 second takeaway is that you need to start targeting gen z with your marketing efforts today the longer you wait to act, the greater the chance that your competitors are going to leave you behind. I think that's well said. Thanks, Mark. Thank you, Jason. All right. So we're going to be talking a little bit about contesting next week. And I'm not talking about uh, the publisher's clearinghouse showing up on your doorstep type of contesting. Uh, wouldn't but, that be great, though? I know. But a way that you can use contesting is a marketing technique. So make sure you join us uh, next week for that. Talk to you then. Thanks for listening to Grow Up. For more information about the topics discussed in today's show, visit onefire.com slash grow up. This has been a One Fire production.